When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Knees Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? Stop I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Yes, guys, I'm sorry. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Welcome to Rodri Gigs on Football. We are here to talk all things football as uh, we blitz through the Champions League, the Premier League, the Championship, whatever we feel like talking. We might even talk a bit of historic stuff as well. We like a bit of uh, variety in the conversation. Um, luckily for Rodri, Will hasn't sent me the, the Super 6 update, so all I can tell you is that I won again. That's all that matters. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So what happened? You got a beating last night. Yeah, but the weekend's the one that matters, isn't it? Not really, because you're as good as your last game, aren't you? <laughs> I won the whole. I was the. I was. I won the whole thing on the weekend from the league. I was the the, the biggest and the best, as it were. But, yeah, but um, you can win. You can win. Uh, you, can, you can win goal of the month, manager of the month, player of the month, and still be shit. Anyway, here's a comment for you. By the way, this is Roger Giggs, as you know. Um, is it? Is it? I want you to to react to this comment. First comment of the show. If I am James, says, honest take, United are fucking shite. <laughs> yeah. There you go. 
but here's another one. This is what I want you to respond to. It's not a question necessarily, but it's an inter- interesting take. It says, um, been a shambles since under Fergie left, except for under Mourinho. Do you agree uh, with that? Uh, no. no. I yes, think, um, yes, but the results, but it was drab football. Rough. But I do think when you get Mourinho in, and we said this at the time. If you get, if you get in, in, you got a back you, yeah. Yeah, and they didn't. When he got to second, and he oh, said, yeah. and he said that was his biggest ever uh, achievement, and everyone laughed at him. But you look back at him now, and you look at like the players he did it with. That's when they should have backed him. They should have backed him then, so that he could have kept the on. most enjoyable bit. Was probably well, the enjoyable football was probably Ole, and he finished second. Yeah, it went bad oh. though, didn't it? Under him very quick. Like, it did end up badly, but that was probably lack of experience. That, but yeah. Yeah, didn't end great, but that was probably the most in, enjoyable football. I mean, um, but I, yeah. like I've said this season already, right? I um, I feel a little bit sorry for Ten Hag because, like, he's got so many of the players who improved United last year are either out or had been carried and in, carrying an injury, and then they were out, but they've been out for. The majority of the season, they've been without Casemiro. They've been without Lissandro Martinez. They have got one striker who's a young kid who's still finding his feet. You know, Mason Mount's come in inside. So they're playing with the players who have failed time and time again. And then suddenly, what, the United fans or the media, whatever you want to say, they expect something different? I just, I don't know what you expect if you're playing with the same players. Um who failed time and time again. Of course, there's issues. I think like they never looked like scoring on Tuesday, really, against Bayern. Like Bayern never got out of second gear, really. And I think that's probably a bit disappointing when you're at home and Bayern are kind of going through the motions and you know you've got to win a game. Like to not really ever get any sort of momentum at any point in the game, I thought was a bit disappointing. But you can only play with what you've got, mate. And they are missing some important players. They lost Shaw and Maguire in that game as well, which is a blow. And they got Liverpool next, mate. And Ten Hag is, there's no no doubt Ten Hag is under pressure. There's, oh, like, yeah, he's under, he's under pressure. And it, a few games, especially with the new owners coming in, talk of a new manager. And, oh, uh, what a mistake that would be. I know, yeah. So uh, I don't see that happening. To be honest, right if now they get stuffed by Liverpool, mate, like like they did last year. But you, I don't you, think you're just, just throwing your you're just throwing what you've said out the window. Then no, I I I think they should keep him no matter what. I, I think that. I said that. I understand that, but then then they would then all these smart people who are billionaire or who's a billionaire would be making a mistake, an expensive one. They've made the same mistake time and time again, though, haven't they? I think you'd let them see it out to the end of the season first before you make a. Yeah, I think you've Maybe. got to give. I think you give him to the end of a season, and see what he can do when he gets all his. He hasn't been able to peg his full, you know, a full strength side yet, all season. Mistake is, and you you could ruin him. You've got a centre forward there that's really good, but he's young, experienced, yeah. and he's under pressure. He's got to come in and score goals straight away, and it's not happened for him. So now he's really under pressure. 
But really, in ideally world, you'd have an experienced centre forward in front of him, so someone he can learn from. And da, da, da. But they haven't got that, so they've, they've gone for for the youth and for what's the word? Like for the future, they tried to build the future, yeah. and yeah. probably in some ways a cheaper option. Obviously, he was cheaper than Harry Kane, for instance. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's the glazer. Well, you can add value, but at the minute, that's not, this is not adding value. Well, as no, any, though, we had this discussion the other week, didn't we? About, I think we did it about performance. But if you look at since Fergie left, have any of the sign ins that they no, put no. in been sold on for more money? Because they no. certainly didn't improve the players. You could argue no. that Bruno Fernandez has maintained from a stats point of view. Like his stats have been insane. He's been up there with the sort of best attacking midfielders in the, in Europe. But he's you know he's got holes in his game and consistency and whatnot. But like, and you know United got to play without him on against Liverpool as well, which will make it even more interesting because I actually thought midfield wise against Bayern Munich in some ways they looked better with Bruno deeper. Yeah, they did look better, but that then that takes away the goal threat and it looks. Well, this is why this is why I said, I think two, three weeks ago, that I would like to see Amrabat and Menu play together with Bruno in front of them, because I think that gives you a solid base, but it also gives you a bit of creativity. But they had nothing on the bench either, did they? Like no Rashford or Martial on the bench. That game was kind of made up for a player like Rashford, even as bad as Rashford has been the last few months, like. I think in some of the big European games, he has turned up. And I think the game was kind of set up for his skill set. So not even having him on the bench is a problem. Isn't it? it's, I'd be interested to see if he's about for the Liverpool game. Because be interested. You've got a decision to make about Mason Dreamer as well. Bayern Munich being linked with him today. Barcelona, Real Madrid. And this is the thing, right? Is... So I mentioned this the other day to someone and I said, I think they'll bring him back because I think he's doing well enough already that they'll bring him back. I didn't think they would because I didn't just didn't, I just, they, they bowed to the, the media kind of side of it anyway. But now they will have egg on their face if they don't bring him back and he goes to a Bayern or a Barca or whoever, because then you just look stupid because look, I get it. I get all the reasons why and I understand the optics of it and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you're a football club. You've got a player who's a very, very good footballer who hasn't been charged with anything. And he's going to go to one of the biggest clubs in Europe because... Because? And I say, it's weird to me. Like, I get all the reasons why people say he shouldn't be have the privilege of playing for Man United, but... I just don't know what I don't know. Like I'm not saying it's the right thing to do either. Like I don't necessarily agree that it's not a right to play for Man United, is it? But he's gonna go somewhere and he's gonna come back and bite United on the arse in some way. Mm, definitely, yeah. Would you bring him back in the summer? I would. It's interesting. It, it, I think um, a lot of it will depend on the manager situation. It'll, a lot of it will depend on which players stay and go, and because he's got a lot of friends there. Like you, you watch 
when every time he posts on social media, like after a Getafe game or puts a clip up of his goal or whatever, all the United players, and there's a lot of footballers who are backing him and kind of, you know, liking his posts or whatever. So I, it's a difficult decision. And um, I wouldn't want to be the one... I wouldn't want to be the one who has to make that decision because I think either way you're going to get a shitload of criticism. Either way, like if you sell him, you get a load of criticism because he'll go somewhere. And if you don't, but then that's what you we'll get paid a big bucks for, isn't it? You have to wait and see, won't we? At the moment, but it's terrible. Him... Really. I'm half, out, I'm half uh, happy that they're out, and we have to watch them in, in Europa League. league. Yeah, at the minute, so bad. But then yeah, again, it's seven days now for them to play if they get beat. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's the thing, right? I think I still stand by what I've said for the last couple of weeks. If they sack Ten Hag, you're just going round and round and doing the same thing. You've got to break the cycle. But that doesn't mean that he's devoid of being criticised. And no. I think some of his decisions with the sides he's picking is causing an issue. McTominay is still causing him an issue. I don't care how many goals he scores. Would they create more if he wasn't there? Would they get concede as many if he wasn't there? I don't think they would, and I think they would create more. So, all right, he's scoring goals, but it's not like he's scoring goals, like a goal every game or averaging a goal every game or whatever, and United are winning. It's like two steps forward, two, two steps forward, two steps back, and he's scoring every couple of games. So... Does the problems he's causing to the side outweigh his contribution to the team? I don't know. But they're going to have to play all sorts of combinations against Liverpool. And Liverpool are on fire at the moment. So, although they were particularly poor in the Premier League the other day. But they were... They got last night. I'm sure they would have played a, a weak side tonight. So Yeah, look, you'd expect... I'd be very surprised if United come away with anything from that game other than a loss um it'd be interesting when we do our predictions mate wouldn't it because you don't like going against united but you yeah. can't let me get too far ahead can you so no you gotta where you gotta go what um yeah you obviously you mentioned united missed the um europa league what do you make of the graham potter links today Shocking. would you be happy with him no 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 so there was an article which said... Eric Sennheim is a better coach and a better CV than Graham Potter. Of course he has. So um, why do well, people with, forget? So why, right, why was that then? Yeah. Well, what people forget, mate, right, is 12 months ago, or 18 months ago, say, right, you know, like, um, you've got Jabby Alonso and Deserby. They're, like, the, the big flavours of the month now, and they about, like... You know, oh, these are the next big things. That was Ten Hag 18 months ago. He did well in his first season, overachieved with what he had in front of him, and he's got a load of injuries, ridiculous load of injuries. Um, so it's like, well, I just don't know what you, what they think they would achieve by sacking him. I really don't. I like it makes no sense to me whatsoever. They should let him finish what he's doing and get rid of the rest of the players he wants to get rid of. And actually do the rebuild because they keep doing each manager comes in gets halfway through a rebuild 
and then they sack him. So the rebuild never gets complete. Yeah. It's, it's weird to me, but I mean, I mean that tells you everything. Reese just said Ten, uh, Pot has also been linked with the Stoke job. Like, that tells you, <laughs> every, that tells you everything which is going on at the moment in United's game. Yes, he takes that stuff with a pinch of salt. Yeah, of course. No, I, and I understand that. Like Ten Hag was being linked with the Dortmund job, which I thought was I thought that was more interesting than than the um the kind of Potter links because if United as it is as shambolic as Mourinho says behind the scenes, will there be a point where Ten Hag himself just goes, Do you know what? I can't be asked for this shit. I'm gonna go and manage Dortmund and be appreciated or not yeah. have to deal with the live with the pressure of it. I don't know. It's so proper eventually continues was just the way and see, won't they? Yeah. So that just to go through the names which have been linked to replace him. Graham Potter, Julian Nagelsman, Michael Carrick, Robert Dezerbi, Zidane. And then there was like a long shot of Xabi Alonso. Xabi Alonso will never be the Manchester United manager, I can tell you that much now. Mm. Um would you have any of those managers though? If like if if um the board, the Glazers, choose to sack Ten Hag tomorrow. Would any of those managers be your choice? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's such a difficult decision. You need the right person because it's still a shambles. So until they sort out the, the it, to get rid of it would be a mistake. Yeah, a big one, percent, big time. And I think um, not just a mistake. I think it would also just be going through the same thing. Yeah. Same cycle. Um, rinse, rinse and repeat. Like this fucking yeah. podcast every week when we talk about United. Oh, mate, you've got to talk about them though, haven't we? Like this. Oh, no, We're going to yeah, move no. on now. It's, uh, it's like talk sport. It's like, mate, it's constant. United, United, United. Oh, they I know. Spend, they spend two minutes on Chelsea that spent a billion quid in a year. I know. Let's talk about Chelsea. United, but that's, the, that's what you sign up for when you when you play for Manchester United or you support Manchester United, it is the biggest club in the country. So it gets more phone calls, it gets more traffic. Always been the case and just people are loving it at the minute. It's like tuning in to watch Floyd Mayweather. They're not tuning in to watch him because he's fucking, because they like him. They're tuning in to hope he gets fucking knocked out. Yeah. This is this will be Sunday. You'll have big views. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get smashed tonight. Right today, and let's all watch that. So, um, yeah, players players got themselves into it. They've got to get themselves out to it. There's still eleven v eleven. They're still good players. You just not got to be. You just got to be nice and tight, like it was on uh, on Tuesday. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be difficult because Liverpool are looking like they're just getting into gear. Would you take a one 0 defeat? On no, against no. Liverpool. Like I said, there's eleven versus eleven. I won't take any defeat. I no, I mean just... like a, all right, sorry, not the result, but the the type of performance that came against Bayern, where it was just tight, but he didn't really create a lot. Just a ball fest, isn't it? Yeah, just a ball, just a ball. Well, but it's, it's getting through it without being humiliated. So, yeah, and the, unfortunately, that squad has got a, it's got it in them when things go wrong. That's when you when you're missing people like Maguire, sure. That looked like they went missing. And Maguire's been the best player for a few few months now since he's come yeah. back. Um, he couldn't get in the tide four months ago, and he's coming back in. Well, that's the type of mentality you need. But have the rest of them got that? I don't know. 
And the, right, which the defenders are coming in, Johnny Evans and, and Varane. Yeah, and there's like there's still links with Varane going in January. So like, is he going to have one eye on that? And yeah, it's uh, it's going to be brutal for United fans, I think, versus Liverpool. But um, let's talk about Chelsea, mate. Because why isn't why isn't Pochettino under any pressure? Seemingly under any pressure. Spent a fortune. No one gives a shit about Chelsea. 12th in the league. Lost three of the last four. No one gives a shit about Chelsea and Chelsea fans. That's why. But it's like, he should be under pressure though, shouldn't he? I know he's early into his job, but they've spent so much Absolutely, but what do you want him to do with all these players? And coach them. They're all like a work in progress, so really... If you sack him, you're just going to be doing the same thing. You've got to have a, a coach that, that that's bedded in there. No, people know his his, old, his best team yet. Plus, they haven't got a striker. Well, back in the day, where you see two, three strikers at, at these clubs. Where are all these strikers? Where are they all? No, back in the day, they'd be like Ian Wright, Teddy Sheringham, Alan Shearer, Andy Cole, Robbie Fowler, uh, Les Ferdinand. Michael Owen, this goes on and on with these top strikers. Where are they all? Yeah, it, it's interesting. You say that, though, mate. That Chelsea squad is insane, like, in terms of quality and, and young players as well. Yeah, like, but young players, you need to have that blend. When, when, got, when they, they've got experience as well. You can't, beat anything, you can't win anything with kids. No, they wouldn't have won just with kids, but they had... Uh, Roy Keane, Eric Cantona, Dennis Irwin, Steve Bruce, these experienced players embedded in with these young players. You can't just have a lot of young players. It doesn't work. Yes, they've got Silva and probably Sterling, but need more than that. Cucurella, Sterling. He's not um, really experienced, though. He's not a £62 million pound player. It's a £20 million pound player. They're experienced players, aren't they? What? Rich James, like... He's experienced. Yeah, but he's made of fucking quavers. He's, he's injured every yeah. two seconds. Who else have they got? I'm just looking at their squad now. Enzo Fernandez is young. Conor Gallagher. How old is Conor Gallagher? Experienced Against, Premier League players, though. Against, like Sado. Yeah, not experienced. You're not, not experienced, though. No. What can Sado's experience playing at a big, massive club like no, Chelsea? No, I, I accept that. Yeah, they, they have got a very, very, very young squad. Big club at, Chelsea, no, he had one good World Cup or one good, and then he's he's thrust into hundred odd million pound signing. These players need experience around them to get to 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 ease them through and to to learn the game more and get and let the pressure off them a little bit because they're not going to be eight, nine, ten every, every game. They're going to have dips, even though they're hundred million pound players, and you and you won't think they would, but that's the reality. Yeah, their um, their squad is insane. Like Robert, you know, you got um, Sanchez. Then you have got like. Are you saying it's insane? Why is a thirty-nine-year-old playing at the back then? Well, this is what I don't get because you have got Axel De Sassi, who's a good young centre back. You've got um, what's his head, Levi Colwell, who's the, been playing captain, is one of the best young English centre backs around. Right, so they're probably playing Thiago Silva because what I've just said, they need that experience. Need experience, yeah. They're not robots, mate, and and they got like a lot of good young, like you know, Enzo Fernandez, uh, Fernandez, Romeo Labia, um, that 
cooked. I can't. Your field on paper is really, really good. Them three: Enzo Fernandez, Cancelo, and Gallagher. I like that. I like them three, but with Lavia, with Lab, with Romeo Lavia, and and others to come off the bench, it looks good, doesn't it, on paper? But yeah, but you've got you. If you haven't got someone who sticks the ball in the back of the net. You know what I think would have been a great signing. Goals would struggle. You could have you could have a shit team, but have a shit up striker. Them strikers get you out of trouble because it's the hardest thing to do to score goals. That's why Harry Kane would have been a good signing for them. Experienced goal scorer Harry Kane would have been a good signing for Chelsea with that team. Ivan Tony's perfect for him. Surely they can't spend more money. Like another eight, they can't drop another eighty million. Well, what's the point of spending all that money if you're not going to complete it with a striker? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, but like, it just makes a farce of like financial fair play, doesn't it? Like, if they go and drop an eighty million on Tony in January after all the money they've spent, that would be insanity. But there's suppose... ways around it, maybe. Say, okay, we'll have him on loan and we'll pay for a fee at the end of the season. There's ways you can do it. Lots of different ways you can do it. They could sell some couple of players. They've got fucking yeah, enough of Yeah, their squad is massive. Like I just exactly. think so, so many players. Some players have got to be unhappy there by not playing. So ship them out. There's a couple. There's a couple of players. A couple. There's the dog. Let's go and get Ivan Tony. Cheers. Um, what do you think of this? Uh, Reese says that. Said this before. Footballers these days are athletes, not ballers. Those with ability but can't run ten kilometers a game don't make it. So no more. So you wouldn't find the likes of Bert Camp these days because he doesn't cover enough ground. Do you agree with that? Because it's so, no. everything's so stat based, isn't it? I, I, I agree. I agree with half of it, but not the end. You know, these great, these great footballers were just adapted. You're telling me that you know Dennis Burkham, the high, hardest training regimes of pre seasons. Are in Italy. It's well renowned. Renowned. Dennis Bergkamp was in Italy for years. Yeah. Grew up at Ajax. These are top, 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 top players. Of course, they could be able to adapt. Are uh, you telling me that uh, Dennis Bergkamp can play at a nine ten role as a striker for any of these top teams? He can get hold of it. He wasn't slow. He can get in behind, and he scores goals and he creates. Yeah, well, I tend to think wrong person to choose there for Dennis Burkham. I think he would have been a great like number ten, wouldn't he? Like now, if you look he's at that role, in, like, like the four four two three one, like he would have just slotted in lovely. He could play either. He could play. I do get. I get. I get the kind of point he's trying to like. He's getting at like there's so much focus well, on. I understand. I understand what I mean by it's not footballers. They're not them Ronaldinho's, them Wayne Rooney's, them 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 street kids, them ballers because they're all fucking. Athletes now, like you said, they're all Biafrans. They're all can run, 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 but not really good skill wise. Pretty basic, like Michael Owen said. To be honest, there's no just as long as you pass A to B and you can run 12, 13 kilometers a, a game, then happy days. But yeah, the, the, something it's got to have, it's got to come within as well. Like Gio Sancho's got everything like you'd want in a winger, but he hasn't got that. He hasn't got that art. He hasn't got that that ability Mentality, to mate. and have some balls and and think. Okay, if I don't, it doesn't happen. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. He just doesn't have that. And you've got to have that as a winger in Manchester United. He doesn't. Well, the take example, it. 
the example I always use, mate, right, is when Cristiano Ronaldo made his United debut, those um, the first couple of games, that first season probably where he was coming off the bench, he got the absolute 10 bells kicked out of him by all sorts of players, yeah. um, like Ben Thatcher and all these types of fullbacks and that. And all he did is he kept getting up, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And he just kept going and going and going. And then the next summer, or sorry, after that summer, he came back and all of a sudden he'd grown into his body a bit. He was jacked as fuck. And the rest is history. But that's mentality, mate, right? That's I see so many footballers recently where I've been watching different games, different levels, watching United, watching Cardiff on Wednesday. Like so many of these professional footballers hiding from the ball when things get tough. They don't want the football. They don't want to take responsibility and try something and be brave. And like, if you try something and it doesn't come off, that's all right. Like, you know, you tried something like, but keep being brave and keep wanting it. And too many is, is I don't know whether it's because it's all become a bit stat based or whether it's just the way the game's gone in terms of, you know, I think a big part of it was Mourinho's success when he came in. He kind of changed what footballers were in terms of how, like, he had these massive six foot two athletes, didn't he? And if you look at Man City side now, right, they are all massive. They're all athletes, apart from Bernardo Silva. Who else? Can't even think of any of the others. Like, they're all big athletes. But you look at City now, whenever Rodri's out with that side, they've lost or drawn games every time he's out because he's so important to what they do. Would be technically good, does simple stuff, does the donkey work, but is also good on the ball. As soon as he's out of their side, they've got they haven't got a suitable replacement. He makes that much of a difference. And then you've got, say, United are trying to play Amrabat or Casemiro in that single pivot role and they they haven't got it in them they just haven't got it in them whether it's their age the 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 legs and i just think like i missed i don't know maybe maybe it's it's that um what's the word like where like when you look back on things and you always think it was better in the time you grew up like well, we like, all the time at work it's a lot better football there's a lot better the games it's boring yeah, like I, I look at the 90s, right? Because, and I'll say, like, to me, 90s, best music, best clothes, best football. And I look at it, and my missus will say to me, Yeah, but that's because you grew up like you were like a teenager and a 20 year old in the 90s. So, like, that was like your era. So, that's why you look back on it so fondly. But I'm like, Well, no, it's because the music was fucking awesome, the clothes were awesome. And the football was awesome. I agree with you, mate. Football now is boring a lot of the time. It's like I'm watching championship football, which used to be like just gung-ho teams just like going at each other. Anyone could beat anyone. And they're both like two shite teams playing, trying to play like Man City, playing out from the back, passing along the six-yard box. And I get it. Like that's the way football's gone and and managers like I, i'm not against playing football but like you've got to play with what your players are capable of doing and uh some 
let's say their championship and league one are not quite at that standard are they to play pep ball no but this is why uh, a lot a lot of the non-league clubs are getting more attendances because people want to see you know real football yeah and, and tackling is involved in that and, and yes get, get people getting stuck in and things that you know people don't dive in and all that kind of crap that goes with it but yeah, well, mate, don't be wrong. We still enjoy it, but it's not. It's not sometimes saying, it's like oh, so boring. You're falling asleep like watching a Champions League game, must have been. Um, God, yeah. But then you look at how excited people get when Wan Bissaka made that tackle on um, Zaha a couple of years ago, when he like he's miles behind him and he yeah. Zaha's through and he. <laughs> Excuse me. Nice little steez. Um People want to see tackles, don't they? People want to see like that commitment and the passion and winning the ball back in 50-50s. And it's getting more and more taken out of the game all the time. Like I am James says there now, right? He says, I'm sick of seeing wingers. Instead of taking the fullback on, they stop, pass the ball back to the fullback, and then they go into their own half and they go back to the keeper. It's just mind-numbing. Whereas before... If you were a winger, like your brother said, if he had the fullback isolated and he had the ball and he had space, he'd be going at him. Beat the man, put the cross in, beat the man, have a shot, whatever it may be. And it's just like you mentioned Jaden Sancho, mate, a minute, right? I cannot fathom what is going through his head, mate, for him to have done what he's done this season. Because I look at the way United want to play and I look at the way Hoyland needs to have around him players he needs to have around him and it's set up perfectly for Jaden sancho and he's sat alone playing on the xbox because he threw his toys out the pram because the manager said he wasn't working out enough and it's like i cannot fathom that mate like it's such a short career it's just mentality mate like you just uh, like you alluded to a minute ago it's not there some of these young players are in a lot of money yeah well mate What's he on? 350 before sponsors and stuff? He's on over a million quid in a month, so we did a lot of money. Outrageous, isn't it? Outrageous, mate. Um, Wayne Rooney picked up a win last night. Did you get the message? I did, yeah. I turned it off and deleted it straight away. Abusive. Mentally abusive. (laughs) I always enjoyed that song. Yeah, I bet. What's your best moment watching him as a player then? Rooney. Yeah, because I don't want to talk about that Cardiff game. I just spent an hour talking about it. Um, um best best moment watching Rooney like, as a fan. There was so many of Wayne Rooney because he just gives you everything. So there was so many. He was the last of the good like the the, the rough and the last tumble. of the street ballers, yeah. Yeah. The fucking slamming into people like the amount of times him and skulls or him would just like smash into players because they'd lost the ball you remember you've seen the the clip of the the ball there the skinhead wayne rooney when he when the, when the referee drops the ball and yeah, just, yeah he goes straight through one and then straight through another straight away the ref gives a whistle you just turn around and goes, ah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what like so james has said in the chat there like the overhead kick straight away and I understand that, especially for United fans, like the you know it's Man City, it's the last couple of minutes, whatever. 
It's an overhead kick. It's an amazing goal, of course. But to me, the one which typifies him is the volley versus Newcastle, where he's arguing with the ref and he's like so angry, the ball just drops and he just whacks it, top bins. And like that to me just empowered, like everything encapsulates everything about him as a player. Like, and like he's my boys, my boys 15 and now in February, right? He hasn't seen a lot of Rooney play live. Probably caught a couple of games towards the end of his career when he was little or something. But it's his favourite player because when he watches clips of him, he's like, that's how I play. That's how I want to play. That's how I try to play. Like, he's aggressive and he's skillful and whatever. And, like, he was chuffed to go and watch it yesterday. That's what I was saying to my boy last night. Like, he wasn't just good and aggressive and work hard. Like, he was all about the team. Like he used to play on the left, on the right, in midfield. Like he would have played anywhere if it was to help the team. Yeah, he was top proper team player, but with quality and sacrifices his position to play over where on the left where he wasn't great, but still give you seven or eight out of ten. Yeah, but always give you ten out of ten work rate. Um, yeah, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. Yeah, I think he's the best English player of all time, I do, without a doubt. Um, and I know it's subjective and people will disagree, but for me, he is. Um, it's, a, it's a bold statement, and it? It's a bold statement. I think I think that there's there's probably there's three players. Well, yeah. I know, three. like, Bobby Moore. You've got, you've, got, you've got a Bobby Charlton in there. You know, he's got all them goals from midfield, won the World Cup. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore. Um, I wouldn't have Shearer up there. I, no, I wouldn't have Shearer. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have Shearer. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have... Um, on ability, I'd I have... have I wouldn't have um, Steven Gerrard either. He, oh, he, mate, he don't get me started on him now. That's bait, that is. I know what that is. You're trying to bait me into it. No, I wouldn't. Not for England. I wouldn't. Yeah, Not I know. Gerrard's yeah, overrated, mate. Overrated. But... Um, but yeah, he's, he's he's in the conversation, obviously, and you got to stick Harry Kane in there as well. Yeah, Jay Boffroyd, absolutely top of the lot, best best English striker to ever play the game. Um, Reese says, "I'm not a fan of United." However, uh, if it, um, or anyone that he did play for, but he said that if you watch the DC United game, where it's like the 90th minute, and he um, he tackles. Someone, last man, yeah, tackles someone last man and then whips the ball from the halfway line into the box. Finds he, just it, he just pings it and just but he finds it's like pinpoint accuracy in it from the halfway line. Like he's last man, wins it, pings it, and they win the game. Like that is just special. On his debut for the Champions League, he's got that trick. Mental, that is. I, I watched that. I remember because I remember like I think I was there. He was, I'm trying to think, I think he's a year or two younger than me but like he certainly like he was young when i you know he was like a t i think yeah he's um so like anyway he was young like so i was interested in watching this 16 17 year old how old were you when he went to united 17 wasn't he 18 when he was 18 he was born Yes, 2003, what would we have been then? 
So he was 17. He made his debut for Everton at 17. So there you go. Oh, actually, five days before his 17th birthday. So he would have been 18 when he went to United. Um, but like, yeah, an 18-year-old, not just, it wasn't just the fact he scored a hat-trick. Like he could have got, you know, some rebounds and tap-ins. They were just such outrageous goals, like free kick, curl one from the edge of the box. You couldn't, you couldn't have asked. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, Radmus Hoyland, you couldn't have asked for a better team to go into. You've got yeah. fucking total, you're always going to get chances. Always. You make the right runs, they will find you. And this is the thing with Hoyland, is he makes a lot of the right runs, uh, but they have got the winners or the players. If you've got players to see that, then you're going to get a lot of chances. And that's what Wayne Rooney got. Just feed him. And that's why he scored a lot of goals. If you yeah. haven't got that, and you're young, and you don't get a good start. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle. Big price. What tag. is um? What's the greatest goal you've ever seen in person? Not like feel good moment, but I mean, like quality goal. Oh, it's got to be. I think our kids is up there with that semi final goal. To uh, be yeah, there, so what is it? To be there for that game. It was probably the greatest game I've been to. And I've been at a lot of games, good games. I was at the Juventus game away. You were on the pitch as well, weren't you? Oh, was it semi-final? Semi-final, 2-0 down. Semi-final, Juventus at the Della Alpe. They scored two early goals. You think, you know, Edward David, Zidane, Del Piero, Buffon, all these top players in the 2-0 down, and that's it. And you end up winning it 3-2 and then going through to the final. That was a good game, yeah. but... Um, you were uh, on the pitch, weren't you? When I when, I when your pitch, brother scored yeah. against Arsenal, yeah, after the game, you see, it's actually on. I'm on the treble video, if you see it. Um, yeah, probably that one, you know, but some good goals. Ronaldo, uh, original Ronaldo, some of his goals he scored at Old Trafford when he played for Real Madrid. Oh, yeah. and he should have scared, saved at least two of them, yeah. Um, there was that one where he does like a step over and he just smashes it. That for power. There's so many, man. I can't think off the top of my head. There's so many. Uh, just to think of just one. But that, that one sticks out because of the because of the, the atmosphere, the, the, mm. the occasion. Uh, we're down to 10 men. Uh, that team, that rivalry. Yeah. And to go on and win it with that, so yeah, probably that one. So that's your that's your your best quality goal you've seen. What about Why? There's probably there's probably more, but that book sticks sticks to mind because, like, say, but there's there's obviously been more because I've I've watched over flipping five hundred flipping United mm. games live. So what about uh, um, the best feeling watching United, like from a goal point of view? Treble oh, winning goal, Barcelona, Solskjaer. That second goal. Oh, mate. Easily. That, um, e easily. easily. I'm not even I'm still on the floor. Man. I'm still on the floor. Like, we've got a corner, so I'm trying to get up from celebrating. As as I'm getting up, he takes a corner, he scores again, and it's just fucking mayhem. Absolute mayhem. It was a 90,000 seat stadium. I can guarantee there's over 120,000 people in that stadium that night. There was so many yeah, There's all those fake, those moody tickets going around, weren't there? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, just, that, when that, they just waved in the Champions League final in the last minute after just scoring 30 seconds before, 
Yeah, it's unbelievable, breathtaking. I watched that right in my local pub with a load of United fans. I'm not a United fan, like I've said before, but I do follow them because my old man used to. I used to watch him with my old man before he died. So why are you telling people you're the same age as Wayne Rooney? You're not the same age as Wayne Rooney. I know. I'm two years old. Uh, three years well, older than him. What you know? Forty-eight. Fuck off, man. I'm younger than you, you cheeky bastard. I'm forty-one. Just turned forty-one as well. Young man could still be playing if I wasn't for my bad back in the pub at 99. Wayne Rooney was still at school at 12 years of age in 99. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. Um, we watched it in the pub with a load of United fans, like, and even that, like, it was so difficult not to get caught up in the moment, like, you know, because the, it was just one of the most incredible things that I had ever seen, like, on a football pitch. Because the same Liverpool game when they were 3 0 down, even though they didn't go on to win it. They went to win it on penalties. Yeah, still like against okay, that team, like AC Milan. That was a good yeah. team. That yeah, so it's just unbelievable. Just you, you know, you're witnessing something special. Yeah, these were good teams we were playing against. We were playing against an Inter Milan side with Ronaldo, uh, a very good team in Milan. Um, that was difficult. Got through that, and that event aside, were the team. Were, were the team. Is a question. And, Right. If you take the ninety-nine seat European campaign out of the conversation, what about best comebacks? Watching like live at stadium. Sheffield Wednesday. Were you there for the Bruce? Couple? Yeah, I was there for that. But no, I, I would say the Tottenham one where we three 0 down. Oh, and one five three or something. Yeah, that one. That was uh, that was mental. That was. I was yeah. like, I can't remember where. I was like somewhere like Bath or something. And like, I wasn't actually. I, I wasn't at, at one minute. No, actually, it it feels like I was there, but when I think about it, I actually know where I was when that happened because it was in two thousand and one. So I couldn't have been there because I was in prison. So yeah, I remember watch. I remember listening to it. So obviously that wasn't there, but I've got a memory of it. But I, I, I remember I clearly wasn't there because it was two thousand and one. So what other that Sheffield Wednesday one was good. Probably that Juventus one. There's so many United comebacks in so many. And I mean, you're not talking like one or two, I'm talking like about twenty over yeah, the last like, almost years. every other week when I there was a there was a game against uh, early on, I think it was nineteen ninety three against South might have been 1992, actually, but against the uh, Southampton side with uh, an Alan Shearer and Matt Letizia inside in 92 93. And they, United were 1 0 down, and I could score two late goals to win 2 1. Mm. I remember that because that was one of his first times and it, it really he scored, he scored two goals and he was still starting his career. So I remember that one. But um, oh, there were so many. I tell you what, one of my um, one of my favourite ones was following Cardiff. Even though that season I only went to like three games because I was because of the rebrand and stuff. Was Man when we beat Man City at the Cardiff City Stadium the first time we went up to the Premier League? That was absolutely insane. Gunnison, um, like scoring, and it was three two. I think it was three two to Cardiff. It was yeah. just like absolutely crazy. But also the Carling Cup. Um, Carling Cup final when Ben Turner scores right at the end against Liverpool in extra time 
oh my days mate that was just like because the thing is that 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 period following cardiff was <clears throat> it was so strange because i never ever thought i'd see cardiff city in an fa cup final ever and yeah. then well obviously in it but like i never thought it was gonna happen so then to see him and then literally like not long later a couple of years later then see him in the Carling cup final against liverpool you know you go into that liverpool game thinking you're gonna get spanked because it's big premier league team and that and then to you know to draw because we went into the lead joe mason scored early and then liverpool sort of come back into it and then uh right at the death ben turner scored a tap in at the end i was at so i was like at this perfect view of it i nearly got kicked out at that point um but then anthony gerrard bottled it at the penalties and liverpool went on to win dug his cousin out of uh out of jail but yeah football's beautiful thing mate it's a beautiful thing yeah just doing right. super six there now sorry come on yeah come on then super six predictions to finish off um just while i quickly load up my super six predictions um guys obviously tomorrow night if you come to the michael chopper evening which i hope you are come along come say hello oh mate little plug for tomorrow michael chopper has got a 90 second winner 90 second minute winner versus swansea city and uh, you, can get, you can get signed prints for that as well, by the way. Um, but there's also a raffle with loads of um, Cardiff and Wales uh, merch and gifts and prizes. Uh, it's raising money for charity. The charity is uh, Chopra's charity, which is Football for Peace. Five pound a strip. But you can also get them online as well. Uh, if you contact me and I'll sort it out for you, uh, you can get involved. And um, there's also still uh, some tickets left if you want to come along. Roman Tavern in Cardiff. Uh, an evening with Michael Chopper. It's going to be a cracking night. So make sure you come and join us. But uh, until before that, let's do the Super 6 predictions to finish off the show. 3-1, say. 3-1, say. I will go with... Have I done mine already? No, I haven't. I'm going to go with 2-0 uh, City. Because Rodri might be out. So I, oh, is, he, is Rodri out? Anyone know? Someone tell me if Rodri's out tomorrow. Because that might mean I'll go for a Palace win. Um, Chelsea, Sheffield United, mate. What you got? I'll let uh, you go first because you copied me, otherwise. No, I've got 2 0. So I'll give you the wrong one. Ah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's too blurred because you've got that blurry background. I've got 2 0. I've, I've tried to give you a different one to think to throw you off, but then you picked the one I've picked. So 2-0, uh, 3-1 Chelsea, Chelsea United. Um, I'm going one all in that one. At, oh, wow, okay. Newcastle 2-0. Um, I'm going 2-1 Fulham. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Fulham being on fire, mate. 1-3 Everton. I'm fighting Everton. Oh, Everton, yeah. 3-0 Everton. 2-2, two, two, Stan Wolves. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0, I think, to Wolves. No, 1-0 one nil, uh, nil West Ham. Yeah. And 4-1, the last one, home win. And who's playing in that game, mate? Uh, Merseyside versus Newton Eve. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go... 
16-0 to uh, Liverpool. No, I think it'll be 4-2. Just copying mine now, just adding one. What did you say? What did you say? There's no copying you, man, is there? There you go. There's the predictions for the week. Nicely done. You can still join up Super Six Prediction Leagues if you want to as well. £750,000 if you ain't right. It's a rollover. Million pound. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Just before Christmas. Nice mm. little treat. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, who knows, mate? This time next week, Graham Potter could be the new Manchester United manager. There you go. It's something for you to think about. The massive UFC this weekend. Let's talk yeah. about that to finish off. Go on. Uh, Steve, um, Gary, Ian Gary's out, isn't he? Yeah. Paddy's a bad day. Easy win. Easy. Ferguson's on his way out. Um, Leon Edwards will be a difficult might probably go all the way but um, I think that could go either way mate I do yeah it could go either way but still fans Leon Edwards but uh, yeah it won't won't be easy he's he's no joke Colby Covington he's got proper end on him so if he can stop the wrestling I think he can beat him but yeah yeah, he's a a good wrestler Colby Covington so Leon Edwards I'm sure he's prepared properly uh, do you think you think Paddy? If, if you can stop, stop, stop Kamara Usman taking him down, you can stop Colby Covington taking him down. Yeah, I think I do think people underestimate Colby Covington because he's a bit of a prick and he rubs people the wrong way. Like I think no, he's no joke. But um, like Paddy the Baddy, I agree. I think Paddy will beat Tony Ferguson quite easily. Tony quite, not easily, handily. I think. No, just because he's, he's got he's durable, he Ferguson. Well, he has been durable, but he's he's getting on now, isn't he? Yeah, he's, his chin's not as strong as he used to he be. Hasn't he, snap, and, he hasn't got that snap. He hasn't got that snap. But you uh, never know because the last he never he used to train on his own, didn't he? And now he's got a team about him again, and you just never know. Um, another yeah. good fight, mate, on um, Saturday is Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell. I like Bryce. Show me a little meathead, isn't it? A little meathead, bald head, ginger, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, no, Bryce yeah. Mitchell's that like that mad grappler, and he Bryce Mitchell's the, the 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 hunter, right? Yeah, similar that. Yeah, Kobe yeah. Gar Kobe Garbrandt versus Brian Keller as well. That'd be it's, it's, this card's it's, it's fully it's fully loaded. This this card. What's on the pre? Like even the prelims, Corey Cody Dur- Cody Durden, Randy Brown. There's loads of people fighting. Yeah, it's yeah just bit, I got it for Ian Gary, mate, because. I think that he had a bit of hype behind him where you had all that social media nonsense and mm. I think people were looking forward to him having a really competitive fight, but he's got pneumonia. Not much you can do about that, mate, really, is there? No, no. Like uh McGregor will be back soon, mate, as well. We like we said yeah. last week. Right. Nice one, mate. Appreciate you as always. Cheers, Paul. And uh, I'll probably speak to you Saturday anyway when watch the UFC, you know. Yeah. Is it on a normal time or is yeah. it on at like 3 yeah, a.m.? It's big, isn't it? So, God, mate, I won't watch the prelims. I'll just get up. A, a I'll just stay up as long as I can and just, yeah. Watch it, fall asleep in front of the sofa. Yeah. Yeah. All right, mate. I'll, uh, I'll drop you a text on Saturday anyway, but I'm sure I'll speak to you tomorrow, mate. Um, a, I might not actually. I've got a lot of stuff to do. Podcast Network.